to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is your hostess, Sister Maria. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience through the word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursday Acts of the Holy Ghost. If you are looking for a church home, looking for ministry, growth, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us,
glory. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
you, Lord. Tell him how great he is. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can't nobody do that but you. Can't nobody worship the Lord for you. Can't nobody adore him for you. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Bless you, Lord God. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for your presence. We honor you, Lord God, for your goodness, your grace this morning, Lord. It is you that woke us up this morning, gave us the activity of our lambs, gave us a reasonable amount of health and consciousness, Lord God, and we're here to bless you, Lord. We're here to bless you in the temple in which you dwell as well as the temple that you have made us to be. Lord God, we're here to say thank you. We're here to honor you, Lord God, Lord, with the fruit of our lips, with the sacrifice of our lives. Lord God, we are here to present ourselves as holy unto you. Lord, we pray and ask that you would bless us to be, to stand, be found worthy to stand in your presence. Lord God, help us, Lord God, to keep vows that we have made to you, to keep your word, Lord God. Lord, you said if we keep your word, we'll live in it. You said if we hear it, if we read it, we'll be blessed. Lord God, we're looking for you to bless our souls. Lord Jesus, and to give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord God, I pray and ask that you remember those that are sick. Touch them in their body. Lord God, you know the condition. You know, Lord God, what each individual is dealing with. Lord Jesus, bless them. Help them, Lord God. Remove, Lord God, sickness. You said if any be sick, to call for the elders of the church. Lord Jesus, and I, they have called, and I'm praying that you would bless, Lord. Lord Jesus, and I, I'm passing that note, that text, that phone call to you, Lord God, because you are the great healer. Lord God, we thank you right now, Lord God. Thank you in advance for healing. Thank you in advance, O oh Lord God, for your comfort. We thank you in advance, Lord God, for hearing our prayer, Lord, and for blessing this service, for blessing your word, Lord, for blessing us, Lord God. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would continue to remember those, Lord, to bless them that are near, those that are far, those that are on their way, Lord God, those that are, are helping in ministry to Lord God, so that others will know that your kingdom is near. I ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray and hope that each of you are, that you are blessed right now. Whatever the situation is, that, it, that you will know that it is changing. Uh, the Bible said that there was 10 lepers that went to Jesus and uh, they asked for mercy that he would heal them. 
and he told them to go show themselves unto the priest. And as they went on their way, they were healed. The progress took place as they were going about to obey what God had said. One saw what took place and stopped and went back to give to worship and to tell him thank you. And he received a different direction to go because he took a different course of action. But we need to make sure that we take the course of action in which the Lord has called us and have an, and have an immediate response when we see change. We're going into the book of Revelation this morning. Uh, we're in the second chapter, beginning at verse 1. Now, we know that John is on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm uh, feeling a certain way, and I don't mean in a negative way. I'm just feeling all um, just... Uh, what <laughs> discombobulated is that what the word they would use uh, because the, the, the Lord uh, the spirit of the Lord when uh, makes you feel that way just just comes in and wrecks and 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 what I mean to tear down strongholds and and build you up and and just do things within you that you could not do for yourself it, when the, the spirit of the Lord, as, uh, as uh, what Fred Hammond was saying, the spirit of the Lord move upon my heart, I will dance like David. I find, you know, it, it will, the, the spirit of the Lord will move upon you and you'll find yourself rejoicing and worshiping and just melting like butter all over the place on a hot stove. You know, it's humbling. It is such a humbling when you think about uh, God and his grace and you know and I was sharing with someone this morning that I, I am very my mind is really stirred and it is it is really stirred as I uh, am reminded of so many different things that and we'll touch on a little bit of that here but in the book of Revelation 2 1 through 7 and, and, and let me say this right now if you share this link share uh, SML inside the pages with someone. Let them know that the teaching of the, the book of Revelation is going on. It, it's very plain. It's very clear. And, uh, and it is the power of God that is revealing. There are things that are unfolding right before your eyes. And, you, and some is, is missing it because of the cares of this life. Some are missing it because the word of God goes forth. And the cares of his life is choking, uh, choking it out of them. Some is missing it because it fell on stony ground. Some are missing it because the fowls of the air came and ate it up. You want to be good ground. So in your praise, in your worship, your prayer, you want to be good ground so that the seed goes in and brings forth life. Revelation 2, 1, 7 says, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus right. And remember the Lord already identified that the candlesticks are the seven churches of Asia and he is in the midst of them and the seven stars are the angel of the church, the pastor. Unto the angel of the church 
of Ephesus, write these things, said he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand. So you know who hands the pastor is supposed to be in. Uh-huh. Uh the pastor. The pastor, not a hireling. I said the pastor. And so the Bible said, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and how thou hast not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. Thou hast borne and patience, and for my name's sake hath labored and hast not fainted. Nonetheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee, and will remove thy candlestick from out of his place, except thou repent. So there, there's a way out. Now God always gives us a way out of trouble. But thou, uh, but this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitan, which also I also hate. Hear that he that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the garden, in the midst of the paradise of God. Now, I, I, again, um, I, I took a topic here, but it's not really something I like. But, but I just, uh, I believe what's being projected here is I miss you. I miss you. Uh, love me like you used to because I miss you. The Lord said, nonetheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. I miss you. I miss what we had. I encourage the saints, no matter where you are, what assembly you're part of, who your pastor is, don't just do church. Don't just church it. Uh, some are churching it, which is a learned behavior, something that we practice doing. You have the singers that, that know how to uh, modulate it and go up uh, to certain notes and you know knowing that that they are those they, uh, that their fan base is going to get all excited and and you know but they're not uh, they've learned it it's like the magician the excuse me the 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 uh, the, the uh, piano player the organist you know I was listening to a young man one day he was talking about how when he first uh, before he truly got delivered. He played for the church, and uh, he knew that uh, that if he played certain notes, the church would just you know get excited because they were into the music, and, and so he had a matchbook, and he would stick the matchbook between the keys and get up and walk away from the organ, you know, and, and people, you know, and, and so and, and he's very talented, very talented, you know. But as he said, before I was delivered. When I was delivered, I stopped 
doing those things. You know, as Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. And so the day came that he put away childish things. And, 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 and so uh, there are those that church it. You know, you don't want to just church it. Uh, you don't want to learn how to, uh, you know, I, I've been to concerts, gospel concerts, and they come on, y'all, praise the Lord, and they, they have certain people that, that already have practiced the dance, they church in it uh, to try to move the crowd. But I, I'm telling you, if you're truly anointed, oh, my God, bless your name, Jesus. If the power of God is resting in you, it will come out in the ministry of the song, but but I guess if you're not truly ministering in the word of God and you're just singing a song, then there's nothing to come out. There's no anointing that is truly going to destroy your yoke. Matter of fact, you get caught up into learning to church it, you become bound. And so the church of Ephesus had a situation that needed to be brought to their attention so that it can't be corrected unto the angel of the church of Ephesus right these things said he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and thou and, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne and hast patience, and for thy name's sake hast labored and hast not failed. First, I know your work. I, I know the specific task that you're carrying out. I, I, I know thy works. I, I know thy labor, how you're toiling. And it is extremely hard. I know thy patience, your acceptance, your tolerance, your suffering without getting upset. Uh, it is endurance in spite of how you despise those that are truly Decepticons. Pretending to be one thing, but it, they're really something else. Early on, my pastor taught us as a young church, said, seek good and not evil. That ye may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, shall be with you as ye, as ye have spoken. She taught us to hate the evil and love the good. And to be righteous, establish judgment in the gates. And so uh, that, that uh, it may be that the Lord of hosts will be gracious to you. You need to hate the evil and love the good. The Bible said there was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright. God called him perfect and upright. Thank you, Lord. Yes. He feared the Lord and he eschewed evil. He did not like dealing with Decepticons. He didn't like dealing with liars. He didn't like dealing with uh, those that was practicing hypocrisy. He didn't like that. Uh, you know, a, a little white lie to, to get over. No, 
let's just stop lying altogether. It don't matter what box of crayons you use to color the lie. Don't lie. Uh, how about you? Are you that type of man? The, the same type of man that Job uh, was, that feared God. You know, that fear uh, is the beginning of wisdom that causes us to become upright. That causes us to be move on to perfection. Are you that woman uh, that fear the Lord? Job's love and commitment allowed him uh, to say, I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth because he had a relationship with God. And after the skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I see for myself. And my eyes shall behold and not another. Though my reins be consumed within me, no matter what I go through on this earth, I know that I'm going to stand in the presence of God. You need to know that for yourself, that you're going to stand in the presence of God. Because you line up with God's word, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. You're established in presenting your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Job said, I know him that liveth. Now, he didn't use these words, but he said, my redeemer. Uh, he said, I'm going to behold God for myself. And, and so uh, I know him that lived and was dead and alive forevermore and had the keys of hell and death. How about you? Do you have the same assurance that Job had this morning? The fourth verse says, nonetheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. You don't love me like you used to. Now, I know you might say, Lord, I love you, but do you love him like you used to? Have you ever asked somebody, maybe in a relationship, you said, do you, do you, do you love me? And, and they said, well, yeah, I, I, I love you. You know, uh, or maybe somebody said, I love you in Christ, or I love you like a brother. Uh, you know, but you know that there, the relationship used to be different. And, and so now there is a variance. And so they don't love you like they used to. I was watching a movie, an action movie. I have to say this with a capital A, an action movie. And so, um, uh, and so the movie is uh, called Nobody. And so I, I was just kind of surfing through Netflix and Prime and, and stuff on over the, uh, uh, I think it was Friday. And, um, and so I decided to watch this movie. And the movie uh, starts out, and uh, this man, is, it shows Monday through uh, the weekend, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and it shows the same routine over and over again, eh? and they're fast-forwarding it, you know, because you're doing the same thing over and over again, go home, it's night, you know, climb in bed, and uh, he sat at the edge of the bed before he laid down and took a look to the left. And his wife is laying in bed, but there's a pillow between them as if she has propped the pillow uh, to her backside. And this has gone on for years. Well, something happened within the movie and it triggered a chain of events. And he, finally he said, I miss 
us. Don't you, Aster, don't you ever think about the way things used to be? We haven't made love in over a year. We haven't touched. We haven't been sexual. We haven't been intimate in quite some time. But yet we're going through the routine. I go to work every day. You go to work every day. I jump up and chase the trash truck, uh, and, and, I, and the trash man is going down the street honking because he got away. And I go for my jog every day, and, you know, and I, I, I'm doing things that, you know, we're taking care of the kids and, and everything. But what about us? I miss us. Well, that's like the church of Ephesus. Uh, the Bible said that, that the Lord, they work. They labor. They show patience. But somewhere along the line, they stopped loving God the way they used to. They forgot about an intimate relationship. Have you forgot about intimacy with God this morning? You know, when we worship, hallelujah, when we worship and it touches your soul, when it begins to flow out of your belly uh, like a river of living water, when something is stirred up in you and, uh, uh, and, and the tears begin to flow of gratitude. You know, sometimes you, uh, you have to walk to the back of the church because you don't want to disturb uh, someone else that, that's next to you. They're, they're in worship too, but 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 you 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 now need that. Uh, bless you, Lord. Thank you. Uh, that moment that you want to just talk to God. Uh, you know, you find yourself drawn to the altar and down on your because you just want to talk to God. Somewhere along the line, the Church of Ephesus forgot how to talk to God. Bless you, Lord. Thank you. They left uh, the most intimate part of the relationship. Yes. Oh, they labored. They worked. They, they, they went to service on time. Uh, they gave tithes. They gave offerings. They exposed those that were uh, not uh, that lied and, you know, that was was. Uh, wolves and, and sheep clothing. They, they did all of that, but somewhere along the line. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, they Lord. forgot about their relationship with God. Yes. Thank you. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart. And with all your soul and all your strength, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. That's not, go that's not going through the motions of showing up to service out of routine. But that is intimate. That's personal. That takes it to another level that I love him. It's the intimacy that your children see uh, regarding your relationship with God. It's the intimacy that your family and friends see. 
that you have a relationship with God. It's not your confession that I believe in God, but it's the intimacy that they are paying attention to. It's that which causes others to say, I want what they have. Intimacy is what keeps things tight in the relationship. Intimacy, talking. I love you, Lord. Talking to God, sharing with him. Lord, I don't feel good right now, but I still love you. I might have pain in my body. I might have been cussed out. I might have been, haven't been in a car accident, but I'm not walking around tripping to the point that I am ignoring my relationship with God. We talk in secret. And he shares the secret things with me as well as me sharing the secret things with him. Uh, we laugh, working things out and dealing with those hard things. Uh-huh. That should remind, uh, you know, uh, uh, listen, the psalmist said, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before him? When you used to wake up and have pillow talk, you know, you've been in relationships and, you know, pillow talk, you know, those things where that nobody else know about, those silly things that you laugh about together, you know, uh, you know, you know, pillow talk, uh, you know, and there was, a relaxing and intimate and cuddling and you know spooning it and there is honesty and then an afterglow. The church of Ephesus forgot about all of that. Somewhere it stopped and things became a routine. Somewhere it stopped. The hand holding stopped. The Bible said that Enoch walked with God. They had good fellowship. Uh, the Bible don't go into details of what they talked about, but it does reveal a secret that was, that was given to him. That the Lord, Jude said, and Enoch prophesied and said, the Lord is coming back with 10,000s of the saints. Uh, a secret that was revealed to him because of the intimate relationship uh, that was so great, the Bible said God took him. When he comes back, will he find a relationship that will cause him to take you? Amos 3 and 3 says, can two walk together except they be agreed? How are you going to uh, fit into God's plan and you not in total agreement with him. You want to live in my home, but you don't want to respect me. You don't want to love me the way I want to be loved. Uh, you want to sleep in my bed, but you say, don't touch me. Uh, you spend my money, but don't love me like you used to. 
You know, we look at those things in the natural, how much more in the spiritual? You don't love me like you used to. What's the matter? Have you bumped your head? What's wrong? What has happened that you have become such that the Lord is letting the church of Ephesus know, I miss you. We had something special. Uh, what we did and what we could be doing, uh, you need to come back and do your first works over again. You need to get this right. Note that this is not an act of adultery, but an act of complacency, an act of forgetting, becoming too common and losing touch in the relationship. This paves the way to other attributes and causes us to miss not only one mark, but many. He tells them, remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent. He tells them to have a recall. You know, total recall is not just what Douglas Quaid needed, but it's something that we all need. Uh, each of us need to remember. Total recall is the act of remembering the details, complete details. Remembering is a game changer. It is the ability to bring to one's mind an awareness of someone, something seen, known, or experienced in the past. Remembering is used to emphasize the importance of, in this case, the relationship you once completely shared with God. Now, there is a word of caution that I must give here. Uh, this is a word of extreme caution to everyone. Remembrance and action is something that works together. It's not enough to remember and not act upon it. But you must act as well. Remember, remembrance and action is something that works together only if the expiration date has not come and gone. Let me say that again. Because there is no once saved, always saved. Remembrance and action is something that works together only if the expiration date has not come and gone. Thank you. How many people said, I'm going to do it? I'm going to do it tomorrow. But tomorrow never came. I'm going to go to church tomorrow. I'm going to repent of my sins tomorrow. This is my last time doing that, and I'm going to, but tomorrow never came. Remember, remembrance sets the stage and provides you with the necessities for opportunity. 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 I want you to think about the word opportunity because it is the option to you to unite with circumstances that makes it possible to do something. 
That's what opportunity is. It's the option to unite with circumstances that makes it possible to do something. The responsible, the sensible, even the miraculous that saves the relationship with God. But this thou hast, that uh, the sixth verse, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. You need to give God something to work with. Uh-huh. You need to give him something to work with. All of us. All of us, I don't, no matter what title you carry, because remember, the message is to the who? The pastors, to the stars of the, uh, that is in his head. The message is to them. You need to give God something to work with. The Nicolaitan, uh, like so many today, indulge without restraint, restraints. They're what some people would refer to as free spirit. And the term some use to describe those that like to freely indulge in certain activities. In the movies, bisexual or trisexual and, uh, you know, uh, 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 not true commitment in the relationship is termed as complicated. You know, you ever watch a movie and they'll ask somebody, say, are you married? And the person will say, it's complicated. Uh, uh, that's a mess. That's what they're saying. It's a mess. We, we into some mess here. Uh, we into the uh, the routine of the the Nicolaitans, uh, you know. We we that's what we're practicing, and that just never ceased to amaze me how well how how accepted that is to the extent that people are desensitized. But understand, God is not complicated. Isaiah thirty five and eight says, "And a highway shall be there; it shall be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way." The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about it. And so the Bible lets us know this way, this highway is not complicated. It's just straightforward. Matter of fact, another scripture said a fool won't err. But everybody and anybody is just not going. So the complicated is not going to be there. So you need to unravel some things. Uh, get rid of what I, what I like to refer to as spaghetti code. Straighten it out. The seventh verse says, he that have an ear. Every, everybody that have an ear, you can, you, you can do like the, the preachers do and hold your hand up to your ear. Ah, you know, kick your leg. No, listen. He that have an ear, you need to have the inner workings, uh, not just the outward appearance, but you need to have the inner workings. Yes. Let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. The tree of life. Uh, what do you know about the tree of life? Do you remember the tree of life? You should. Uh, the Bible said the Lord God, Genesis 2, uh, 8, 9, the Lord God planted a garden east toward the east in Eden. So Eden was existing and the Lord looked out and scouted out the land and said, hmm, the east side of Eden looked pretty good. Something about that east. You know, the sun rises in the east and settles in the west. The, the brazen altar is also, face, is also facing the east gate 
in the court, outer courts of the yard in the temple. And so toward the east of Eden, and there he placed the man whom he had formed out of the ground. The Lord God caused to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Genesis 3, 22 and 24 says, Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us after Adam has sinned. Uh, Adam was not deceived. He willfully uh, surrendered and, and, and followed after Eve, who the Bible said was deceived. Adam uh, could have saved him, but followed after the flesh. Listen, he's become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now he might stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So mankind would have been stuck in a perpetual state of evil had Adam grabbed uh, 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 and ate from the tree of life. Therefore, the Lord God sent, uh, sent him out of the garden. He lost a perfect climax, a perfect home to cultivate the, the ground from which he was taken. So he drove the man out and at the east of the garden of Eden, he stationed a cherubim and a flaming sword which turneth every direction to guard the way of the tree of life. So no one could reach the tree of life. But if you love him the way he wants to be loved, church, love him like you used to. Love him. Saints and friends, love him the way you used to love him. That's what he's asking for. Uh, love him. Uh, he don't have God saying, I miss the way things used to be. But love him the way you used to. Uh, what did you used to do and for the relationship to, to nurture it? What did you do? Bless you, Lord. Oh, my God. Thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm closing. I, I'm closing. But, but I, I, I want to bring something to your attention because I, I've been saying this and, and, and I'm just repeating it over and over again. You know, we, we're in the book of Exodus on Tuesday and it is the book of Exodus that have, I mean, excuse me, the book of um, uh, not Exodus but the book of Ezekiel. Thank you. We're going to make a, a mass Exodus one day. But the book of Ezekiel and Ezekiel has ushered us into the end time because we've gone from uh, the rebellion of Israel to, this, to their sin, how God dealt with that, to the correlation of nations that have uh, rose up, that will be rising up against Israel and the reestablishment that God has brought them back into salvation and, and, and restoring them for his name's sake. He said, I'm doing it for my name's sake, not that you've been so great, but for my name's sake. And, and so uh, he established them. You know, we, we touched, okay, so 19, uh, May 14, 1948, you, you know, Israel, the dry bones came to life and they became a nation, uh, you know, but there are so many other prophecies that have 
that we've allowed to slip by. And I, I just want to, and this is, just want to bring this to your attention because so many times when we talk about Bible prophecy, uh, you know, we don't address certain things or we may not touch uh, some, but I want to be, want to practice more uh, um, detail in what we're saying. Because I want need you to know how close we are. When we talk about at being at the door and hearing that knock, you know, and the warning going out and, you know, and, and uh, like they did in Peter's day, uh, you know, we, we've heard about the coming of the Lord, but the Lord is slack concerning his promise. And, and Peter said, no, he's not, you know, uh, he, he's coming, but he's, he's being gracious to all of us. Now, I, I need you to listen very carefully. Because um, you hear on the news, you know, besides ceremony uh, of this as I said you know uh, took place on the borders of uh, way back in 94 doors and, and things occurred in 76 and uh, where treaties were signed so there are multiple treaties in place and people are, are saying well you know the antichrist is going to come and he's going to sign a peace treaty no these peace treaties have already been signed however the peace treaties are not, there's flaws in it. There's issues. That thing, that's why there are so many of them. Because they've been trying to fine-tune this for years. The Antichrist will come and he's going to be fluent in multiple languages. He's going to uh, be able to, a, a man of, of extreme knowledge and knows how to negotiate which is going to tie the treaties that have already been signed into an active role so that they go forward and then have the temple with Ezekiel is talking about the measurement of the temples right now that the temple is going to get the green light to go ahead and be built and then he's going to desecrate it now, I, I, I'm putting that out there right now. I'm not going into any further detail, but I want you to know that things are happening right and before our eyes. And what I've mentioned has happened over the past seven presidencies. It's open knowledge. We've seen it on the news. I, I, I remember hearing folks at, at times saying, oh, the Lord is really getting ready to come. Uh, they're talking about another peace treaty. You know, and these are, they, what they were saying was correct. It, 
is putting things in place. The domino effect of things are occurring right in front of us, and we're so busy, caught up in so many different things that we miss it. We see it for the moment, and then we go on to something else. You know, that's how our society is. Something happens, you know, uh, the, the pestilence occurs, and everybody wanted to be over so quickly and everything and just go on to, to, you know, to whatever they was doing before without giving any thought of, man, you know what? I, I really need to love the Lord. I really need to love him the way I used to. I really need to get some things in order because you don't know the day, the hour, the time. I can tell you this, that things are going to happen like a thief in the night. I can tell you that. I can't tell you anything else except the signs of the time which the Lord has given us and told us to look. The Bible said, look for his coming. Look for his coming. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be looking for the coming of the Lord. Mm -hmm. There should be nothing within the depths of our heart that supersedes and takes the place of that. We're supposed to be looking for the coming, for his return. That is our great expectation. That's what we're saying to be saved. With that being said, have you committed your life unto the Lord? Maybe you need to rededicate your life to him. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, that's what baptism is for, in Jesus' name, remission of sin. Your name needs to be placed in the Lamb's Book of Life. You don't want it blotted out. If you're a backslider, you don't want your name blotted out the book. If you never had your name placed in the book, you want to do that. And you only can do that through repentance. Peter was talking to uh, those that were listening. I, I like to refer to everybody, so I, like, so I like to say those that were listening. To everybody that was listening, Peter said, Repent ye therefore and be converted. Change your ways. That your sins may be blotted out. That's the only thing you want. You want your sins blotted out. The church of Ephesus had become so complacent that it had become a sin. And they left their love for the Lord. You want your sins blotted out uh, so that when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you for your word this morning. We honor you for your grace and mercy. I pray and ask that you would bless us to walk with sober minds, knowing, Lord God, your word, a sure word, knowing, Lord, that, you're, that you are coming soon at your time, at your discretion, but soon. We know that for sure because we see your hand at work and we're acknowledging what we see. We're acknowledging the understanding and as your word is presented and exposed to others, that they also will acknowledge and not ignore. 
Father, I pray and ask that you would bless those that have made up in their minds to live safe, to live holy unto you. Lord Jesus, help them, Lord. Fill with the Holy Ghost. Fill us all again with your spirit. Lord Jesus, and we'll be careful to give your name the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. If you, I encourage you to find a church home that is teaching the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Find a, a place of truth and power and commit yourself unto the Lord. Commit yourself unto our Savior. The Bible said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you need to start calling now. Don't try to call later. This is the day that the Lord has made that we can rejoice in it and we can be obedient unto his word. Bless your name, Jesus. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Uh, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. I hope to see you here in service with us or to see you there in glory. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. Remember the songs featured on respect the property of our artists and their producers. God bless you.